One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that wields the way music connects us to memories as a means of getting our guests talking about themselves and their lives. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Melinda Isley. Melinda has more than two decades of public relations, marketing, and design experience and operates M Creative PR, a Fort Myers native. She holds a bachelor's degree in journalism from University of Florida and studied graphic design at Southeast Center for Photo and Graphic Studies in Daytona Beach. Melinda's work on behalf of the Barbara Man Performing Arts Hall, American Cancer Society, Bennett's Fresh Roast, and Community Cooperative has been recognized with local and state awards. Her industry scope of work and experience ranges from nonprofits, healthcare, construction, finance, insurance, law, restaurants, automotive, and real estate to performing arts, sports, and government bodies. When she isn't working on projects for her clients, Melinda volunteers her skills and creative passion to various local causes like Florida Repertory Theater, and she says she enjoys fishing in the Keys with her husband, Chris, and always has time for her almost two-year-old grandson, Leland. Hey, Melinda, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Mike? Good. I'm sorry. I just called you Melissa. That's Keeping okay. That <laughs> Keeping that in. Keeping that in. Keeping that in. The show is underway. Um, a, thank you for doing this. You've been on our list forever, and you kind of went from being, you know, like, I want to be on to I don't want to be on to now I'm on. Yeah. So how you feeling? I'm feeling okay right now. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, talk about the fish dip a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> you brought, um, you're the first person who brought us food. Maybe I started a tradition um, to back to Annabelle, um, you know, on your food people that yeah, yeah. you had on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was a little nervous yesterday because I prefer to be behind. I prefer to be where you are, not in front of the microphone. Same with my clients. I prefer to coach them, not be in front of the camera. Um, so I got a little nervous. So I'm like, when I'm, I'm nervous, I cook. And um, we fish a lot in the Keys. And so I had some uh, mahi that we had caught just a month ago um, in the freezer, and I thought, I'll make them my almost famous smoked fish dip. Well, we're going to make it famouser now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought some in here. We could be eating it during the show. All that, that might lead to mouth noise. Yes. <laughs> so. um, when you guys fish, do you play music? Yes, absolutely. Like there's a sound system built into the boat? Yes, very much so. My husband is a gearhead, radio head, whatever you call it. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's a big subwoofer, like sometimes when he turns it up and the bass, you kind of get a massage. What would be playing? Um, Tom trying Pe- to get the musical background of your fishing. Yeah. Tom Petty, <laughs> um, Dave Matthews, OAR, a lot of that. He's really into, is it Tom Petty's anthology? We, um, we trailer down to Goodland and then we run the boat from there to Key West. And so we'll quite often play anthology because when you lose, um, Cell signal, you know, you can't play your Pandora anymore, but we have all those downloaded. That's the second time I heard of OAR in the same day. Okay. All right. And and the, the parting tune to the episode that released this morning is a Dave song. So there you go. Good. It's all happening. Like it. um, you grew up in Fort Myers. I did. Do you explain how far back your family roots go in Fort Myers, or do they even go back that far? They do. My dad was born in Coral Gables, um, and then his family is also from Atlanta. But like my uncle Hugh, that was on here, I believe he was he was born in Fort Myers. So um, we're Floridians by three or four generations. I am, um, but Fort Myers would start with um, my dad's dad. Actually, ran I think the Dean Hotel, and so when he was married to my grandmother. Um, and then they got divorced, and that's how. Then she remarried um, Unkstarns, and that's how. Or married Unkstarns, and that's how. Unkstarns. Unkstarns, yep. And that's how I'm related to Margie and Hugh and all my cousins. So, yeah. um, Joe Isley. Yes. His, where does he fit in? The the dad or the brother? The one my age. Okay, Joe. Joey Isley. Then. Joey. Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't know if he still goes by Joey, but of course we, that's what I knew him by. Yeah. To, for us to keep him separate, he goes by Joey. So um, Joey would be my nephew by marriage. And okay. then it, my bro- my husband is his brother. Um, or that's his brother, his dad. And then their father was Dr. Joe Isley, who actually just passed away um, in late June. So, yeah. Uh, Joey was one of the first people I met when I moved to Fort Myers. Really? Yeah. yeah. Through high school or through? No, I mean, Little League Baseball. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he lived like three blocks over from me because I lived on Marvez over by the golf course and he lived like on Hanover, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't seen him in ages, but I, yeah. I see him on Facebook. Seems like he's doing well. Yep. He's doing well. So, uh, where'd you go to school growing up here? St. Michael's and then Vero. Okay. Uh, how would you describe the musical background of your childhood growing up here in Fort Myers? 
I would say it started. Um, we had all the Disney records. We would we had one of those record players, and so every night my sister and I shared a room, and we would fall asleep to the Disney records. Um, my favorite was The Jungle Book. I still can't watch or listen to Fantasia. It freaks me out. Um, <laughs> so that, and then and then as I got older, um, I, again I had I got my own radio next to my bed, and I would fall asleep to ninety six Super Q. Mm-hmm. So and then I would go into my brother's room rooms, and um, they had the eight track players. And I would steal their Kiss or Aerosmith or whatever they had and put it in the 8-track player and fast forward to the song I wanted to hear. Uh, so when you were playing the Disney, was that records? Yes, they were records. Wow. Mm-hmm. What were your parents playing? They were playing records as well. They had one of those big box stereo things. I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah, one of those pieces of furniture. That yeah, had a pieces of furniture. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> they, would, um, they had all the show tunes. So um, Barbara Streisand on A Clear Day You Can See Forever. Um, My Fair Lady, um, you know, some of the other ones, you know, the other artists um, that were during the day, Perry Como and um, Frank Sinatra and things like that. Was there any music that you or your breaking down again, how many brothers, sisters, you know, what you have at least a sister and at least a brother. I have two older brothers. brothers. I have an older sister and I have a younger half sister and a younger stepbrother. Yeah. Wow. Um, Was there any music that you guys ever brought into the world that your folks were like, I don't know about that? I probably in the eighties, but yeah, I probably kept it to myself. Worse, <laughs> yeah. So I never really got into the rap music or anything where you know they would be offended. Probably. So. Uh, do you remember the first time you saw live music? Yes, actually, the first concert I ever saw and I didn't appreciate it was Harry Chapin. My mom took me. I want to say maybe it was the Hall of Fifty States or something mm-hmm. downtown. And he was still alive, and I didn't appreciate it at the time, but that was the God, to see Harry Chapin at the Hall of 50 States, that sounds great. <laughs> I know, but I was very, like, young, seven, yeah. eight, yeah, so. Um, but then my first concert was um, Foreigner. I was 12 years old, and I went with my best friend, Michelle, and we were so excited to buy the concert T-shirts and be able to wear them the next day to St. Michael's, because, you know, that was cool at age 12. Lee Civic Center? Lee Civic Center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other memorable concert experiences from out there? Um, oh yeah, Loverboy, um, Bon Jovi, um, yeah. So Jared's like, really, <laughs> really, <laughs> all great. You know, like I'm just jealous. That's it. Oh. Just like wow, yeah. so many great concerts, so many great groups and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. Um, musical instruments? Did you play any? Did your I, siblings play any? Um, not really. Um, you know, my mom tried to get us into things. I played the clarinet very shortly at St. Michael's. I hated it. I was horrible. So no, I always wanted to play the piano, but my fingers are too short, so I'm not. <laughs> you do have little little fingers. <laughs> yeah, so I can't reach all the keys, yeah. You play a little, little keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you have kids. I have a stepdaughter. You she have gets, a stepdaughter. I have to, she's my daughter. She, she gets upset if I call her a stepdaughter, but to clarify, yeah. So. Did she play any instruments? No, she played soccer. And you have a grandkid? Is that what I saw yes, in your I have, bio? Yes, I have. Too a, young to play an instrument, though. Yes, too young. But we, I, well, I, first thing I got him was a drum set and a keyboard and, yeah, like drive your parents crazy. So we're hoping, actually, to get him into some musical stuff um, if, later If on. I asked you to go back as far as you could and try to think of an f- early musical memory, is there something, you know, besides, like, listening to Disney with your yeah. sister that comes up? My mom sang to me from the time I was born, and— um, I was the youngest of the first marriage, so the kids, we'd send them off to school, and I'd get to hang out with her all day. And I want to say it's the um, Doris Day song from Guys and Dolls, I Love You, a Bushel and a Peck. She Jared's going to pull it up. Yeah, she would sing that, sing that to me all the time, just burst out and sing it to me. So, Are you a singer? No. Um, we were in the choir at St. Luke's, and unfortunately one <laughs> Christmas Eve before my parents got divorced, they gave me a solo Bless those people <laughs> that had to listen to me sing a solo. Yeah, but I do not sing. Did you know you were going to fail? <laughs> I was ner- I was even nervous back then. But yeah, but you know, when they tell you to do something, you just do it. So yeah. was it nerves? You think, or was it just pure lack of talent? <laughs> I would say both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the name of the song again? A bushel and a peck, or I love you a bushel and a peck. Yeah, Doris Day and Guys and Dolls. Do you remember the first music you owned? Yes. I want to say it was Hall & Oates. Mm. Um, is it whatever the album, Kiss on My List? Yeah. Uh-huh. Jared <laughs> likes that too. Yep. And Air Supply. When you used to, remember when you used to be able to record the songs on 96 Super Q? You'd, you'd wait for the song to come on and you'd press oh, yeah. the record button. I waited for Air Supply. I was a big Air Supply fan. And um, we would wait for that. And then um, John Cougar. I, he was Cougar back then. 
we, I was supposed to see him. He was actually supposed to be my first um, concert, but he canceled at the last minute. So, wow. Mm-hmm. You got that, Jared, yet? <laughs> Because I have to, I have to pull something up here on my phone. I know I'm not supposed say, to be using my phone. That's right. Say it, say it slowly. I, I love you, a bushel and a peck. Bushel and a peck. Peck. He's probably like, what is bushel and a peck? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, is that a is that an Indonesian word? I've <laughs> never heard of it. Yeah. I found it though. Hold okay. on, give me a second. What I'm going to pull up here is okay. so you know in radio sometimes we have to do line checks to see like if audio's coming through, uh-huh. and so somebody has actually created what's called the Hall and Oates line. Uh-huh. Oh. That if you just need a little bit of audio. Oh, wait. Richard, edit this part Welcome out. I have to get this to play, though. Melinda's like, what the hell's going on here? No, I'm good. This is making me relax. Good. So thank you. We try to be as unprofessional as possible. <laughs> Richard's going to have a field day with this one. Uh, did you not find Bushel in a pack? No, I got it. It's up yeah. and running. Oh, go ahead and play that. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. struggling here. Save me. That must have been sweet. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and I sing it to my grandson now. So, yeah, when no one's around. <laughs> so you do sing. There's something magical about children and grandchildren that will turn on a part of you that will, doesn't normally turn on. Absolutely. Like, I don't dance, mm-hmm. but like with my daughter, mm-hmm. whatever, I dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. 719, for everybody who wants to try this at home, it's 719-266-2837, which spells oats. Welcome to Colin Oats. You're in the Call and Oats helpline. To hear one on one, please press one. To hear Rich Girl, please press two. Let's see what. To hear Manita, please Let's press Let's hear Manita. I love that. This is awesome. <laughs> this is so cool. It is. It's just a number you can call, and it'll just play music indefinitely. So if you're checking levels or whatever, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> you know the I, uh, yeah. you know the reboot for Animaniacs on Hulu. They had something similar where you call a certain number, and it's like Yakko, Wacko, and Dot talking to you on the phone and stuff. You know, it's it's funny. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, so yeah, the call and oats line. Yeah. That's the thing we learned today. Um. What was your first band? Like the first band that you like identified with, that you wore a t-shirt for, that you proselytized to friends. Did you have one of those? I'd probably have to go back to the Foreigner t-shirt that I got from the concert at 12 years of age. Yeah, probably. Um, at that age, yeah. But I'm, I'm a big, every time I go to a concert now, I buy the t-shirt. So. What's the most recent concert you've gone to? Have you been to any since we started going out again? Um, no, they're coming up because Barbara V. Mann has... ZZ Top's coming up. Oh, my and, goodness. You're mm-hmm. seeing ZZ Top I'm and Barbara seeing, B. Mann? Yes. What a strange sentence that is. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> and um, um, Three Dog Night is coming to Barbara B. Mann. I'm going to see them with my husband. And um, But, no, the last concert was, um, and it was amazing, Rolling Stones. I had never seen them before. You know, they were supposed to kick off their tour in wherever the, my, the Dolphins play, that stadium. And then he got sick. He had that heart issue. And so they rescheduled it, and then the hurricane was coming. And I was like, please don't cancel. Please don't cancel. So half the – it was empty because of the hurricane. People couldn't get there. But, and the hurricane didn't come. It passed us. But it was the most amazing concert. Mick Jagger can still move like crazy. He's going to be doing it forever. Yeah. He, they're going to hold out long enough that they can replace their consciousnesses in the robot bodies. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. I think I've been saying, oh, you better see him before it's too late. That's... For 25 years. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Okay, it is time for your first song. Okay. Um, I will tell the story first. And then we're playing them in the order that you sent them? Yes. Okay, well then proceed. Okay, so um, this is You Don't Bring Me Flowers by Neil Diamond and Barbara Streisand. And um, again, I've been a fan of the show for a long time. So when I thought about if I ever did this show, what my three songs would be, this was one of the first ones because you say it conjures up a memory, it conjures up emotions. So my parents were going through this brutal divorce. I was probably like seven years old, seven or eight. Um, I was with some friends, and we were in the back seat. The kids were in the very back seat or, you know, the, the station wagon. So, of course, no seat belts or anything. And we were going to a movie. We had probably driven through Wendy's or something on the way to get some food. And luckily it was dark. And this song came on the radio. And I just started bursting out into tears. I, I just started sobbing. And I'm trying to, like, hold it in and pretend like I'm eating. How old are you at this point? Like seven or eight. Okay. It's, yeah. So um, I'm trying to, you know, and it's dark, luckily, and I'm trying to like not sob and pretend that I'm not crying. And um, But it's just because I listened to the words and it just hit me that, you know, my parents were breaking up. And 
um, yeah. So it was, it, you know, it was in it. And again, I've um, every time I hear it, I mean, I've tried to, been li- to listen to it, so I don't cry anymore. But um, it's a beautiful song. Don't get me wrong, but it just really my my parents were like this golden couple when they got married, and there was so much hope. And they were married for twenty five years before they got divorced, mm. so it had been a long time. And um, but it also tells me, you know, parents never know what kids go through in a divorce, and because they don't ask, or but also kids never truly explain what their emotions are during a divorce so yeah so this one still brings it up for me and you know it's um you, you grow older and you learn to forgive your parents hopefully and um it's part of being mature that you learn relationships fall apart um but yeah so would this have been the first time you'd heard the song or was it like kind of all over the place because i know it was very popular when it came out i don't know if this was the first time i heard the song it was the first time i listened to the words mm. and then the words just really hit home with what was happening so Well, let's listen to it. This is uh, Neil Diamond's You Don't Bring Me Flowers, performed by Neil Diamond and Barbara Streisand. Can I add something to that? Yeah. Okay. So the funny thing is, too, um, my husband, he does. He brings me flowers regularly, which is nice. But I don't wait for him to bring me flowers. Um, Every week at Publix, like yesterday, when I'm shopping, they have these great little tea rose, you know, arrangements. They're like um, three for for $12. So I pick up a $4 arrangement and I come home and I clip them and I have fresh flowers all the time. So, um, cause I don't think, you know, relationships are more about than flowers and he can show me, he loves me in other ways, like mowing the lawn or taking the trash to the street. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, when you had that moment and you were feeling all that emotion, did you share that with anybody at that time? I didn't No, I was, I was embarrassed, you know, again, so this is early seventies, you know, the, Divorces were still kind of taboo back then, especially for, you know, kind of uh, society couples or whatever. He was a prominent attorney in town and, you know, she was like the Lee Auxiliary Hospital chairman, you know. So, yeah. Um, You know, I didn't know this, but I looked up while I was collecting the music. Mm -hmm. So that's Neil Diamond's song. He recorded a version. Barbara Streisand recorded a version. A DJ from Kentucky spliced the two together as a going away present for his wife, who he was divorcing. He played it on the radio. Mm-hmm. It got heard. It blew up. They put out an official version. So the original version was actually like a mashup created by a Kentucky-based program director. I did not know that. I knew that that wasn't, they didn't originally, it wasn't together. But yeah, that's fascinating. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's very cool. So. Do you listen to that song? I mean, is that like a song that you would, you know, like avoid? Yeah, I would yeah. avoid that song. When was the last time you listened to it? Well, before coming here. So. But, but, but prior to doing for this show, has it just been forever? Yeah, it's been forever. Huh. Yeah. Um, are there any other kinds of songs that you'll avoid listening to? Um, Whether because of something like this where there's an association with it that you don't want to deal with or you just can't stand it? No, I would say like the, the theme song from MASH gets me choked up because okay. that was like one of my parents' favorite songs. And um you know, the Golden Girls, because I used to watch that every Saturday night with my mom, you know. So, um, I mean, I still hear them, but, yeah, they kind of choke me up a little bit. Do you have any TV theme songs committed to memory that you would sing with us? Do, do you, do you <laughs> That usually comes so later in the early show. In the it's so early in the episode. Do, do but, you auto-tune? Um, no, but we can pretend we do. I saw a thing on Reddit yesterday I, where somebody <laughs> took a, a, a basset hound howling and they auto-tuned it, and it was so good. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I do have one. Again, I've listened to the show, so I was kind of prepared for this question. I figured you were. You flipped to page three of your notes. Yeah, but um, (laughs) so so as a joke, every time we go on the boat, because a lot of times we'll, like I said, we put in at Goodland and we'll drive the boat down to to Key West and, you know, or we'll just, you know, go out. And I always make a joke in my head, a three-hour tour, because Uh my husband and I have spent the night on a sandbar on New Year's Eve one time, and it was not a three-hour tour. Was the skipper, I guess he's the skipper. (laughs) He's the skipper, yeah. Are you Mary Ann or Ginger? (laughs) Mary Ann, Mary Ann, yeah. Well, Jared, pull up Gilligan's Island. Oh, I know the words to that one. I'm sure I know the words to that one. Um, Goodland, isn't that where they've got the bar that does the spam-based party every year? Spammy Uh J. 
jammy? I thought maybe you guys. Maybe, yeah. No, we I did a story on that on radio like in the early 2000s. They have an annual tradition called Spammy Jammy. People mm-hmm. wear their pajamas and bring Spam-flavored or, you know, influenced food dishes. I completely would believe that. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for the ad. Okay. It's all part of the show is waiting for the YouTube ad. Just sit right, right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a faithful trip. That started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailor man, the skipper brave and sure. Jerry, come on. Five passengers set sail that day on a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. <laughs> started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. Uncharted Desert Isle with Gilligan, the skipper too, and his wife, a movie star, Professor Anne Marianne, here on Gilligan's Isle. Okay, done. Oh, that was the outro. We missed the outro. Okay, you did it. You Thank did it. You. That was probably what you were most apprehensive about yeah, for the yeah. entire episode. Yep, yep. And we've done it. We've put it in the rearview mirror. You. you asked me to join in. I don't know the lyrics. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> but I you did tell. know. You, I oh, had them written down, but you knew. burned into my brain. <laughs> Although that's probably the third time I've sung it since we've done this okay, show. So gotcha. it's not like it's okay. all the way back in there. Um, what was your main style of music or vibe in high school? Classic rock. is all, I've always liked classic rock because um, of my older brothers. And, yeah, then, you know, but I got into some of the 80s stuff. I saw Rod Stewart in concert and, you know, would listen to Madonna and Prince. Um, Where'd her- you stand on Millie Vanilli? <laughs> I was never really a Millie <laughs> Vanilli fan. But you're right, yeah. That's right around that same. Yeah, MTV came out. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. So anybody that was on a video was impressive. Do you remember what would have been like uh, any of the dance themes? Like at Fort, I'm assuming you went to Fort Myers High School. Vero. Oh, no, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Okay. You went to Vero. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. already said that. Yeah, that's right. um, dance themes. What do you mean by dance themes? Like, like senior prom or anything like that. Do you guys do that at Vero? No, I don't think so. I think we just did the shuffle back and forth. <laughs> so. But you didn't have like <clears throat> like homecoming and the theme is under the sea or oh, something yeah, like I'm that. Oh, sure yeah, I'm sure we did. You know, our senior prom was at a car dealership. <laughs> really? Because they had the nicest car dealerships. It was either at Scanlon or Galliana or the Cadillac dealership. Like they took out all the showroom they cars the and sh- then you went in and you yep, had and down south our, on 41 yep, probably. Yep, and that was our senior prom, yep. <laughs> or the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. That was from uh, Back, Back to the, the future. future, right? Yeah. See, yeah. That's what I was accidentally channeling. Yeah. Um, okay, so you went to University of Florida? Yes. Uh, musical memories from that time? The B-52s came for Halloween. Um, they always had a band in there right around that time. So, yeah, I got to see the B-52s out on the lawn. That was great. My biggest regret is I never got to see Tom Petty. Huh. He came a couple times, and I just never saw him, and now it's too late. So, yeah. How long were you in Gainesville? Four years. So you did it in four years? I did it in four years. Wow. So I had you... the very interesting year. It started off with the murders. Oh, wow. And ended with murders. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. That would, I lived in, what year would that have been? Like, um, 91. It was 90, 90 to 91. I lived in Gainesville that same time. Mm-hmm. I moved back right as that all started happening. Mm-hmm. I was going to Santa Fe Community College. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you never saw Tom Petty? Never saw Tom Petty. Hmm. Yeah. I saw Sting there around that same time. Oh, okay. Melissa Etheridge opened for him. I did not. Melissa Etheridge opened for the Eagles back when I um, I had moved back home, but they were in Orlando. It was when the Hell Freezes Over tour came back, and she was the opener, and we missed her. And my husband was, like, kicking me ever since. Like, how did we miss the opener? You know, so. But we got to see her. She came a couple years ago to the, the Naples, that small theater. Mm-hmm. Very intimate. Amazing. Why did you decide to study journalism? Because that's what you study at UF, right? Yeah. Um, I would always intended to be a, an attorney like my father, and I'm a good writer, so I figured that was a good track. I was actually an art minor, too. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that's why. What I kind of art? Um, just drawing, traditional, yeah. Do you still do any of that? I'm starting to get back into it. So it's, yeah, something I've picked back up. Is that like a pandemic hobby? It, yes, very much so. Yeah. Any other pandemic hobbies that you picked up? Uh, gardening. Yes, I have a garden that I I grow okra and tomatoes and squash and. Do you lettuce. eat okra? I do eat okra. 
What do you do with it? Actually, I cut it and um, saute it on a pan. You put some spice on it and a little oil, and it's delicious. Hmm. I think I've only ever had it in gumbo. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. <laughs> um, so what kind of device or devices do you listen to music on these days? My phone, pretty much. I mean, Stream it to like a Bluetooth speaker? Or? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pandora is pretty much my you know, go-to app. Do you have a Pandora channel of preference? Don't they have channels on Pandora? Like you put in like a yeah. I have you have artists that you can and so they'll. What are your shuffle. go-to's? Uh, Dave classic Ma- rock. Classic. It is y- yacht rock. My husband. Yacht rock. <laughs> as soon as Do you know what yacht rock is, Jared. <laughs> yacht rock. I know what rock, yacht rock yeah, is. Yeah. I learned about it a couple of years ago. I'm like, what an interesting genre that is. It is. It is. Yeah. As soon as we jump on the boat, I put it on my station. Yacht he, rock on the boat. Yep. Wow, and he's that's like, perfect. no, put on Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you remember the last time you bought music that had a physical form? Yes. It was probably a few years ago. My little sister lives in San Francisco. And so when I go to visit her, um, I stayed in Airbnb. And walking back to the Airbnb, there's a cool little record shop. And so anytime there's a cool record shop, I'll go in there. And my husband still has a collection. And so I'll say, do you have this? Do you have this? And I'll look through. So I'm sure I bought him some albums there. So, What kind of record player do you have? We've got a couple. We have the Bluetooth one now where mm-hmm. it can just do the speakers. And then um, he has all this historical sound system in gotcha. his man so barn. He's good. Okay, good. So yeah. he's still got like, um, like, like amps and yes, things. Yes, yeah, yeah. Did you look up Yacht Rock, Jared? <laughs> I did. It is a broad music style and aesthetic. When <laughs> You know it's a big deal when they include aesthetic. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's stylistic origin, soft rock from mid-70s to early 80s. Derivative. Derit- derivative derivative forms include chill wave and vapor wave which i think i think my generation uh is, is like very into vapor wave and stuff like that lo-fi you know so yeah. i don't even know what that means he, yeah, we, we, crossed, we crossed the boundary there he was explaining something that only we knew and we wound up in something only he knew hey you're learning something new i'm uh, learning something is it, new you is know? it low wave i'm gonna use that like five times in a sentence later on <laughs> is it, it's low wave is that what you said lo-fi lo-fi lo-fi, lo-fi. lo-fi. Right. um do you listen to music on radio stations anymore no i really don't no Mm-mm. once in a while actually when we're in the keys there's a great um station in the keys that um and i forget what it's called the rock i think it's the rock because of key west being the rock um but that's Pretty much it. So, yeah. Do you listen to public radio when you're in the car? I do listen to public radio okay. in the car, yes. So it's just you only have one thing programmed? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the other one's just whatever was there when you got the car. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Barbara B. Mann, you said you're going to go see ZZ Top there, yep. which I still think is just hilarious. Yeah. Um, do you go and see many shows, um, you know, musicals? plays, things like that. Is that part of your, I would think that would be part of your thing. It is. Actually, Barbara Bemian was one of the first clients I ever had oh. um, in my business. And so I've been a subscriber for years and um, yeah, they're still a client. So um, I do the graphics. The graphics kind of come in pre-done, but then you have to, you know, adjust them for online now, the different sizes. And so I know exactly yeah, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have to adjust it and some are more challenging than the others. But um, so I know everything that's coming before it's coming. And um, I am a subscriber. So I'll say, hey, Peg, you know, put me down for this or put me down for this. But I'm also a Broadway subscriber and I have been for years. We took um, Chris and I started dating when his daughter, our daughter was like seven or so and Greece came years. And so that was the first Broadway show we ever took her to that we took her to. And so um, and again, now she's always like, what tickets do you have? Take me. Don't take dad. You know, so. so as you may know, since you're a regular listener, Jared, the intern is a huge fan of the Temptations. Uh-huh. They're coming. Yes, they mm-hmm. are. He just purchased tickets. Uh-huh. Like two days ago. You know anybody who can get him a little backstage access oh, to yeah? the Temptations? Oh, my God. That'll be amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, probably not. Me I and my grandma. For my grandma. It's him and his grandma. I will, I will put it on the list and I will try. So. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. No, That's it's funny. I appreciate it. My husband has a lot albums and so up in our bonus room i um got those frames where you can frame the albums and you can pop them in and out so you don't damage them so every time somebody comes like heart came they i take them and say hey peg can you get this signed for me nice so a lot of them have signed them um boss gags was the strangest he didn't want to do it and he finally did it but he made like a funny mark on it so that he knew if we ever put it on ebay <laughs> it's tell. like it's like his little uh, anti-piracy mark. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like I'm not putting it on eBay. Yeah. So. That's funny. Um, do you have any other clients that merge into the music world? 
music like like Barbara B. Mann does? Not no, not really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to keep um, to their non compete. So yeah, I yeah. That's, so they're your venue. Yeah, they're my venue. Yeah. And then Bennett's. Bennett's is your coffee shop. It is my coffee shop. I almost brought you Bennett's, but I was like, they've had plenty of Bennett's, and if you make it yourself, you get extra points. So yes, you do get extra <laughs> points. Um, as you know, Bob from Bennett's was our first guest on this show. I, He's yes. who we launched the show with. I which didn't was realize he a, was the first, but I knew he was early. He so. was number one. Yeah. We had Richard was the pilot, and then Bob was the first one because yeah. we, you know, who, I, no, I'm not even going to say there was somebody in town that we tried to get to be our first guest, and he turned us down. Yeah. Here, here, turn off the mics for a second. I could guess who it is. But... I was, I was, okay. gonna, I was gonna say Randy Wayne White, but uh, no. But I have. He's been on my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm friends with him on Facebook, but we don't know each other, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I messaged him like last year, and I didn't yeah. hear back. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. you know, yeah, we'd love to have Randy on the show if yeah. we could. But yeah, that other person was like, we wanted somebody who had name recognition, but nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, that's perfect. But then he said no. And but then Bob was perfect mm-hmm. because he was a DJ. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows him. Natural. I grew up listening to him. Mm-hmm. So suddenly I'm sitting there. Like talking to him wearing studio headphones and having an out of body experience yeah. because it's the guy from ninety six point nine. Yeah, and he still does all the voiceover work for Barbara B. Man. Really, mm-hmm. I didn't when know you that. Hear those NBC two commercials or, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. And he moved right. Yep, they're in Virginia or West Virginia. I keep I get this dude. Good for them. Yeah, I love following along with that little adventure. Yeah. Um, okay. Two questions for a second uh, thing. Um, okay. Favorite venue ever to see a concert? Is there a place that you've gone that, you know, was like the best? There's places I still want to go. Um, Red Rocks mm-hmm. is definitely on my bucket list. But I would have to say um, my husband and I went on vacation a few years ago, and we were flying into Boston and then going up to Bar Harbor. And I happened to look who was playing, and OIR was playing at this waterfront venue um, right there next to our hotel. And so I moved our flight a day and it was just the most, and we could hear the sound check and it was just cool. the most amazing yeah, thing. Uh, is there a place you've traveled to, to see music? Like have you ever gone some distance lar- farther than like Tampa? Other than that, no, but we were already going to Boston, but so it's already on the way. yeah, I want to say no. Okay. I, Atlanta to see Jimmy Buffett years ago, but in college. That know. counts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I'm going to keep a counter for how many times I hear <laughs> OAR today. It's already three. <laughs> um, okay. Now it is time for song number two. Okay. I will tell the story first. Okay. So um, this is Bittersweet by Big Head Todd and the Monsters. And I, um, their album, Sister Sweetly, I discovered them about 2013. I must have heard it at a house party or somebody's CD because I doubt they were on the radio at, at that point. 2013? Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because the song came out a long time before that. No, that I'm wrong. It's not 2013. Correct me. Um, 1993. 1990 is when the song when the song came out. 1993. Okay, okay. good. Thank you. See, the, I'm old. So That's <laughs> 20 years different. I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Can we edit this part out? No, yeah. it's okay. too late. Um, yeah, no. This is where my math. This is why I'm a journalism major yes. because I don't do math. Yeah. Okay. So, 93. Thank you very much. Um, so I heard the song Bittersweet, and then I went and bought the CD. And um, back then, my knees hadn't given out, so I used to run around our neighborhood. And it was one of those disc bands, so you either had to hold it and or strap it to you somehow, you know, cumbersome. But you know, I listened to the entire CD; it was really good. And um, at the time, I was living in Ocala. I had met um, a golf pro for a club when I was just when I was graduating. And at first, we were in Ormond Beach, and then we he got a head job, head pro job in Ocala, so we moved to Ocala. We were living in the cutest house ever. It was like this white clapboard with stone. It had the front porch. It had the back porch. It was right off kind of historic downtown Ocala, wood floors, fireplace. And everything was going great. We had been dating for about three years or so, and we rented the house. And I don't know if he called me or he came home and he said, hey, the landlord called. And he wants us to buy the. He's going to sell the house, and he's going to offer it to us first. He wants us to buy the house. I think we should buy it. And immediately in my head, I was like, no, no, I no, I don't want to buy the house. And so like that night, probably I was sleeping and trying to fall asleep. And, it, you know, why don't, why don't you want to buy the house? What's going on here? You know, everything was fine. But if you don't want to buy a house with them, why are you with them? Are you wasting both your times? What's really going on here? You know, um, and again, I was, you know, like 23 at the time. So 
So again, so this song, Bittersweet, I went, I came back to Fort Myers and I talked to some really good friends and some family and did the pros and cons and it was the hardest thing I ever had to do, but um, went back and had to tell them, you know, um, this isn't working and we need to move on. And it was just the hardest thing I had ever done in my life. And it's, it's, you know, the song, um, it was like a bittersweet surrender. It was, I, I loved him. I mean, I, I still love him. I think you can love more than one person in, in your life if you're open to it. It doesn't mean you should marry him. It doesn't mean you should spend the rest of your life with him or have kids with him. So, um, so yeah, this, this is what this song means to me. And it was more sweet than bitter and bitter than sweet. And he, it, it worked out. It was the right thing to do. And he went on to meet the love of his life and marry her. And then I went on to meet my future husband and, you know, 21 years later, we're together still. So, um, yeah. So. And this song was contemporary to that time. So, like, as that was all playing out, you were probably listening to this song. <laughs> A lot. Fully aware. Yes. When was the last time you listened to this? I listen to it all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this whole album. This is our yeah. first Big Head Todd song, by the way. Really? On the show. Yeah, I went back and looked at the archives. I have another funny story. When the song's over, I'll tell you about this. Okay, well, let's listen to this yeah. thinking of that. This yeah. is uh, Bittersweet, which was all over the radio, uh, by Big Head Todd and the Monsters off their 1990 album, Midnight Radio. That song is definitely reminiscent of a time for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great song. Um, have you ever been able to see them in concert? No, I have not. They're one of the bands I would love to see at Red Rocks. That's, I could see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, they're, they're phenomenal. We got to see them a couple years ago in Key West. There's this really cool old, old theater in Key West. I think it's called the Key West Theater. And it's got like an upstairs balcony and then downstairs, and it's intimate and small. Um, this group called Ram's Head uh, runs it. They also run the Stanley Hotel, so they kind of move acts around. They get them, but... We happened to be going down there, and I looked up, and they were coming, and so I bought four tickets. And at the time, I'm not sure if um, it was our, they were engaged or yet, but we took our daughter and her now husband, and we said, I said, we're going to see this concert, Big Head Town, the Monsters. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And he's like, no, no, no. He says, you're tricking me. He says, you're trying to get me to a drag show. There is not a <laughs> band called Big Head Todd and the Monsters. I don't believe you. I'm not going. And I'm like, no, really. And so we were even scootering around, and Key West is so cool. They'll tell. They'll still make like the old time concert posters and you know staple them to the utility poles. Yeah. And I go, look, Ashton, right there. See, it's showing. It's tonight. He says, No, Melinda, you're a graphic designer. You made that, and you did it earlier. <laughs> this is today. an elaborate ploy. <laughs> yes, yes. Which I'm. Yeah, I could do, but yeah. So finally, we we dragged him to the show, and he finally saw that. Yes, and it was an amazing concert. Um, Todd Moore is one of the best guitar players I've ever seen, and he really is larger than life. You know, he's a big guy. So. Mm. Yeah, that was reminding me of um, you mentioned Dave Matthews a couple times. Yep. We refer to him on this show simply as Dave, yep. even if it's the whole band. <laughs> yeah. And um, the very first bootleg I ever found in a record store was a show, a Dave Matthews show. Um, and I, I need to now go out to YouTube because it's all kind of on there now. Mm -hmm. But it's the it was the first show of a new run. Mm -hmm. And so at the beginning, the very first song, he thanks Big Head Todd for opening for them. Oh, wow. And so now I'm like, I bet that's on YouTube. I bet that. And I bet they played together at some point. As I'm going to have to look at that because I bought concerts. And so like on Amazon and my husband has a, you know, the smart TV out in his man barn. And so he'll just sit there and play concerts or just play YouTube videos. So, yeah, I'll have to look at that. The craziest thing for me is I had, you know, five or six of Dave Matthews bootlegs from that era mm -hmm. that I knew so well. And then, you know, within the last year, I went out to YouTube and there's video of those shows. Mm -hmm. And you know how it is. If you listen to a live album 20 times or 100 times, yeah. you know every little thing. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly to be able to watch it, mm -hmm. you know, 25 years later, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, that's what, yeah. it was, that's what was happening yeah. when I was listening to yeah. that. We're going to bring out a good friend of ours now, Warren Haynes. <laughs> We're going to see him next weekend in West Palm. Are you going? To Who? Dave Matthews. Oh, I didn't even. I'm so out of the loop. Yeah. West Palm next weekend. I can't. I'm going out of town. Uh, huh. How about Jared? Jared. Jared's not a Dave fan. Uh, really? Oh. Jared's a Motown fan. You got any love for Dave Matthews? You know who he is? Yeah, I know who he is. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I don't like listen to him religiously, okay. you know, as I do Motown, but I do, like, his songs come up on my playlist every now and then. Okay. You know? Yeah. I should listen to more. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen him four times, three times, yeah. something like that. Yeah, in West Palm. Show. Yep, always a, a good. It's show. always a good venue. Yep. Um, does music fit into your job anywhere? What, like, do you listen to it while you're at work? Do you listen to it while you're sitting on the computer working on, you know, design work? Yeah, if I don't have to write, it's hard to write and listen to music. But yeah, if I'm, I'm just designing, absolutely, I'll listen to music. Um, 
And then a lot of times when things come across my desk for Barbara B. Mann, if I've never heard of them, like, is it Pentanox or pen, Penata- Pentatonix? Yeah, I can't pen, say it. Pentatonix. Yeah. Acapella singers. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this? So I'll Google and then start listening. Oh, they're pretty good. Um, I know Hugh mentioned um, Pink Martini. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who that was, but I knew they were fans. So I got them tickets to that. Yeah. So. Do you have any musical memories about Hugh? I don't think so. We would always get together every Thanksgiving, you know, big family thing. And it was always about football and politics. So, yeah. No, I I mean, he is a big Garth fan. I did. The first time I ever heard Garth Brooks was at his house at Thanksgiving and he played um, Friends in Low Places. How much did you learn about him from his episode? A lot. Yeah? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That must have been cool. Yeah, it was very cool. That's what's so cool about this show. Mm-hmm. We get to do that. Yeah. Um, are there any places where you and your husband's musical tastes diverge? Yes. He's a huge Pink Floyd fan. Oh. I have to continue to listen to Pink Floyd. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much over. And when they, the tribute bands come, I'll get them tickets to Barbara Man. And the, the tribute bands are very good. I mean, they sound— Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, yeah. Yeah, um, there, yeah there's a couple different ones. Jared and, thinks I'm kidding. It's real. Yeah, yeah. And they fly <laughs> a pig around the audience. Yeah, so— um, was, yeah. Uh, was Pink Floyd something you always avoided, or did he wear you out with it? I always avoided. I had never heard it before him, and then oh really? Yeah. How no. did you make it? That's weird. Uh, yeah, I just wasn't a Pink Floyd person. Yeah, so but but I was was the there's the one song I'm like where play the song where the girls scream. So yeah. <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Um, uh, movie musicals. Have any love for music? Movie musicals. Yeah. Um, Grease, you know, is always, and even a Grease 2 fan. I don't know. The Grease 2 with Michelle Smooth Pfeiffer. Rider. Yep. 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 <laughs> That was good I can't one. believe I remember that. <laughs> I I'm like, I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. That was such a cheesy movie. But I yeah. that came out at it when I think I'm about your age. Yeah. I think that came out at a time where I hadn't gotten cynical yet. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. just fine. And and um Purple Rain. We were again uh, I was yeah. I was with my friend in Key West or in the Keys Lobster. It was that kind of season. We were twelve or thirteen, whatever that came out, and we made her dad drive us to Key West to see Purple Rain the day it came out. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, pull up Smooth Rider from Grease 2. we got to hear a little <laughs> bit of that. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, who doesn't love Michelle exactly. Pfeiffer, especially a boy of my age, <laughs> exactly. you know? Exactly. It's like, wow, she's pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay, as he's pulling that up, um, karaoke? No, I try. I avoid it at all costs. Um, I was with a recreational female soccer team for a while before I blew my knee, knees out, and uh they dragged me to karaoke, and I got up there, but I turned my mic off. So, oh. yeah. Were you the only one up there? No, no, no. It was oh, whole, no, 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 no. That would be quite a trick. <laughs> yeah. Get up there and just. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to do next time I'm challenged to do karaoke. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, do you have a nickname that has stuck over the course of your life? When I was little, my nickname was Beeb, Bieber, the Beeb, BB, because my older sister couldn't say baby. So my dad and my brother would always, anything with Beeb. But in the, for the last decade, it's been M Trouble. M Trouble. Because I'm always in trouble. Okay. So. Give us a little smooth rider, yeah. Jared. <laughs> she must have actually sang this. She did. She, yeah. Because it's not that strong. She sang in the Baker <laughs> Boys, too, didn't she? Oh, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Here it comes. Cool writer. Yeah. Cool writer. Uh, not yeah. smooth writer. Sorry. Are you watching the actual movie, Jared? Oh, it's yeah. it's great, isn't it? <laughs> Hard to believe this is part of the same movie series as Grease. I know. My friend and I loved her outfit so much, we tried to go duplicate it. We went to, like, Marshalls or whatever and said, okay, we're going to find those black jeans and we're going to find that sweater jacket and, yeah. The other thing I'm suddenly remembering is the scene with the bomb shelter. That probably wouldn't fly today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I about that. yeah. I don't think that would work. No, there's a lot of stuff that we get canceled today. Yeah. So. It's my first time like seeing it, right? Uh-huh. And it's, she's, she's just standing or just sitting there just, you know, singing and whatever with all this power. This is totally like something you should not pause because as soon as I press pause, she's making an ugly face. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, uh, overplayed song of all time. Most overplayed song of all time. Got a pick for that. I would say in general, I mean, I, I do still love Pink Floyd. No, Jimmy Buffett, you know, Jimmy Buffett just gets kind of, yeah, changed channel. Um, 
seems like you, you know, you saw Jimmy Buffett in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and I used to be, a, but now yeah, it's, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like a touristy thing now, you know. So it's been co-opted. Yeah, you wouldn't catch me at a Jimmy Buffett concert today. Okay, probably, yeah. I went to a Jimmy Buffett concert in Atlanta too once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah, there it was, was the same show. It was an amphitheater, kind of like uh, mine was at a fairgrounds or something. It, like yeah, that. the same thing. It was outdoors, kind of on the outskirts of town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, it's time for your third song. We will play it first. We're going to play it first. Yeah. All right. This song also brings me back to a time. Yeah. Uh, Fly Like an Eagle, first Stephen Miller band song on the show, too, uh, off his 1976 album of the same name. Jared was interpretive dancing. Oh, I missed that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love this song. Yeah. It's such a good song. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the story? It, this is my hope song. I've always, ever since I first heard it, again, 96 Super Q, and my brothers, you know, had the albums, and I would, again, go in and play them. Um, I've just, it's always been my go-to song. When I was little, and again, my parents are getting divorced, and, you know, you want to run away every day or do something worse. It was just, um, you know, it helped me get through and give me hope. And, again, the words, um, time keeps slipping, 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 meaning tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. So, you know, there's a positive angle of it. Today, mm. it means more time keeps sleeping. So enjoy every day. Tell the people you love that you love them every day and, you know, make sure you, every day counts. Um, but, yeah, even when, um, you know, I graduated UF, there were no jobs. I wanted to be a feature writer. I wanted to work for a magazine. I even sent a cover letter to, like, the National Enquirer. I was so desperate. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if that would have worked <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, no, I'm glad it didn't, yeah. Um, so I ended up, you know, going back to school. There was, um, I waited tables and I went back for graphic design. So, and I remember again, I was dating a golf pro in the country club crowd. The wives would put their, you know, snub their noses up at me and, you know, treat me like I was nothing. And I was like, one day, one day, I'm going to be where you are better. Do you just wait? You know. So again, it was always one of those hope songs for me that, and even now, I'll just put it on, crank it up, and feel better. Huh. That's great. I could totally see that. I would have never associated that with that song. But mm-hmm. yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it's timeless because, again, the words are still true today. There's kids with no shoes on their feet. People are still hungry, you know, but hopefully there's still hope and we can make a better world. Um, are you a Steve Miller Band fan in general? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Jungle Love. And yeah. <laughs> Um, they have such, that band has such a sort of, it's like, you know, there's some bands that just have that sound. Mm-hmm. And to me, I know I never did Quaaludes. <laughs> me either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I, to me, for some reason, Steve Miller band sounds like what Quaaludes must've felt like. Exactly. That ending. I don't know yep. if that's right nope. or not. Yeah, Somebody listening is going, it's, it's psychedelic. That's wrong, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's psychedelic. Yeah. So, and again, it's. Of the 70s, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you would have Pandora, Steve Miller, maybe? Mm-hmm. What yeah. else would come on, you think, if you put Pandora, Steve Miller? Like, what are some of the adjacent uh, bands, you think? The Eagles, yeah. um, Fleetwood Mac. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Knopfler fan, Mark Knopfler. Yeah. I've seen him in concert. He's amazing. I mean, different, you know, era, but um, I mean, a little bit, but genre. Um, yeah, any of that classic rock stuff. I mean, we used to play Name That Tune, you know, before when it, when we were still listening to the radio with my friends and, you know, who could name it first. And the, you know, now we put Yacht Rock on, actually, with my friend Sarah and David Owen. And we're like, okay, name the artist and the name of the song. Who can name it first? Yeah. My uh, reminiscence for the Steve Miller Band was um, freshman year, University of Central Florida, 1990, driving up to Georgia for a football game and somebody had the best of. Uh-huh. And that's all that we listened to the entire time. Yeah. And I wasn't really all that familiar with them. Mm-hmm. But by the end, I was like way t- too familiar with them. Yeah. But I will always remember driving up to Georgia State College for the UCF football game. Yeah. Listening to Steve freaking Miller. Yeah. My <laughs> husband saw him in 1978, um, Jimmy Buffett and Steve Miller at the Tangerine Bowl, and the ticket price was $10. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Championship wrestler. Do I have one? No. I don't if know. you were one, what song would you come into the arena on? Oh, um. The Darth Vader theme. Is it the Imperial March or something? The Imperial March. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. If you were a cocktail or a drink, what would you be? I have one, actually. I have a cocktail. Well, good. Bring it. That's easy then. (laughs) You don't have to make this up. Um, The Veranda downtown has been my client for years. And years ago, I said, hey, you know, you need to shake up this drink menu a little bit. If If I come up with a drink cocktail, will you put it on your menu? And they're like, the owners are like, yeah. So I went home, I don't know, one Friday night and bought a bunch of stuff and brought some friends over and we tried everything and so came up with one and it's you can order at the veranda it's called 
attorney's fees. What's in it? <laughs> it is um, ruby red grapefruit juice, champagne, vodka with a, a lime twist. I have an idea. Okay. <clears throat> you have a client that's called the veranda. Yes. They have a stocked bar. Yes. I see so where you're going. We're, so we're assembling this cookbook of, of cocktails mm-hmm. from our guests. Mm-hmm. And we have, design, we have plans to like design it and have it something like a PDF that people can you know, download and look at. Yeah. It's actually my job. Okay. Yeah, he's been collecting all okay. that data. We, you know, this is, we're just throwing it out there. Yeah. <clears throat> I would love to be able to have like a Three Song Stories party where former guests come some place that could try to make those drinks as like, and maybe we can get the veranda to Let's do that. Let's do it. Yep. Okay. I'm in. Yep. <laughs> can you, uh, can you repeat the ingredients again? You said yeah. grapefruit, ruby, juice? red, ruby red grapefruit juice. Okay. Uh, champagne, champagne, vodka, uh-huh. and uh, lime twist. Lime twist. Lime, got it. Twist. What's it called, called again? Attorney's fees. It's called attorney's fees. Cause when I came up, I finally came up with it and they're like, okay, we like it. And I'm like, great. It's going to be called, you know, the Melinda Isley or the M Trouble. And they're like, no, our wives don't have cocktails named after them. <laughs> so one of the owners said, Craig Peden said, we're going to call it attorney's fees because you charge us like an attorney. That's funny. <laughs> That's, I love that. Yeah. Uh, you should have raised your rate just a little bit right there on the <laughs> yeah. spot. Um, okay. If you could broadcast a song into the head of every human at the same moment, what would you choose? It, I have two of them. It would either be um, – What's the song from Rent? Um, um, the 6,000 Minutes yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, 65,000 or whatever. Yeah, Seasons of Love. Okay. That one. Or um, during COVID, you know, a lot of these acapella groups were doing, you know, songs. And there was one that did um, – they were like international and it was Ooh Child. And it's amazing. Yeah. So. Ooh Child by the Five Stair Steps? Yep. That, but it's it was, such a good song. Yeah, but then this international um, could, did it around the world, and they kind of you could bring. Oh, it up where like they? Yeah, yeah they it's all really they, cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, songs of change or whatever that mm-hmm. thing is called. Yeah. Um, any bands or musicians you've gotten into recently, or are you stuck in the past like most of us? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, it doesn't have to be a new band. Yeah. Just something that's recently there is your one, and I can't radar. I can't remember the name of them, but they did. Um, there, it's two guys, and they're a more contemporary band, and they did this video and this song during COVID, where and the video was where they went and put letters in each other's mailbox, um, and it kind of even talked about, "Will you be my um, COVID something?" Um, but I can't. I'm losing the name of it. Um, so they would like partner through postal mail. Yeah, they were videotaping each other, and they kept like giving the CD, like the edited CD, back to each other. And it's a fa- I can't remember the name of it. It's not like, like a pen pal. Yeah, but they would live next door to each other. So at the oh. end of it, you see where they were just giving it back and forth, and they're both married. And like the one, and they clearly did it. The one's holding the baby while she's videotaping them. It's not Blink One Eighty Two, but it's something like that. So yeah. Uh, if you had to guess, what song have you listened to the most times in your life? Crazy on You by Heart. Probably. Okay. Um, any local bands that you are into? Any local musicians? Um, Damon Fowler, I think he's out of Tampa, but he opened up for, I want to say, Greg Allman. We discovered him at Barber BBN. And then um, Cindy and Kevin Pierce had like a porch party with him yeah. at it. Yeah. I want to, if you're listening, <laughs> I want to come to one of those. <laughs> yeah. And Kevin Pierce is like, you're on my list, man. You're on my list. <laughs> yeah. Like I see him at Publix and he runs because he knows I'm trying to get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another guy named Brian Sutherland. Um, his mom owns a deli off Metro. And so we've seen him in the past. So he's pretty good, too. Yeah. Cool. Um, best album of all time? Oh, wow. Um, could be like Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Could be The Eagles, Hotel California. God. Yeah. Do you listen to albums at home? I mean, I know you have vinyl, yeah. so you must still mm-hmm. listen to them. Mm-hmm. Are there any ones that you sort of find perfect in their entirety? Uh, yeah, um, Simon and Garfunkel. Hmm. We have that album. Yep. So that's a great one to put on all the time. So yeah. Is that the one that the kid puts on on Almost Famous? Did you see Almost Famous? Oh yeah, I did see that, but I'm not remembering. His sister it gave him a, a, a Simon and Garfunkel album that mm-hmm. made his mom mad. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, okay, if you had to choose one album that you can only listen to for the rest of your life, what would it be? One album. Wow, that's a hard one. Not one song. One album. One album. You're right, by the way. Uh, America, in parentheses, almost famous. Yeah. Okay. 
Good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe Hotel California. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But yeah, that's a hard one. Uh, do you have a fourth song that almost made it to your list? Sophie B. Hawkins, "Damn Wish I Was Your Lover." What's the real quick version of that story? I would listen to it when my husband and I were just newly dating, and ah. we were both dating other people, and you know, yeah. I'm not a very religious person, but I used to like just come on, God, can I just have him? I'll be good for the rest of my life. <laughs> Are you still being good for the rest of your life? I'm trying. <laughs> In trouble. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> um, uh, what would your 14-year-old self think of who you are here today? Wow. Didn't see that coming. Um, good job, you know, with things I faced in my life. And uh, But, yeah, good job. Um, just because, you know, she wouldn't – I never had natural kids. You know, I married a guy that was older than me, so it would be surprising. But she'd still be like, yeah, good. And she'd probably say, you know, I'm proud of you, but don't forget there's still stuff you want to – accomplish and make sure you accomplish those things. Anything you'd like to send back in time to that 14 year old? Hang in there. It'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. It's time for recommending three people. Okay. Um, The first one would be Bob Morris. I know you had Annabelle on here and Bob is the original Jean LaBeouf. Okay. Yeah. He's a writer. He's an author. He was a columnist. Um, He's a really interesting guy and he would be excellent. I'm sure he had great, great stories. That was my debut episode. Annabelle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was, that was yeah. Jared's first time running the board. Yeah, water. you're doing a good job. <laughs> Mike's going to be out of a job here soon. <laughs> um, and then the second would be Kristen Collins. Um, she formerly worked for Lee Health, and she's, um, she's an, a recent author. She just came out with a book that's great called um, Her Phoenix Rising. She's into um, really about well-being and health and um, empowering women, so I think she'd be really good. Kristen? Kristen Collins. Kristen Collins. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, and he won't come on, but would be my husband, just because he's a walking encyclopedia of music. And Why wouldn't he come on? I, I don't know. He's, he's shy. He's very shy. But yeah. You can, you can ask him for us. I will ask him for you. Yeah. So Okay. Well, uh, propagate the podcast to those three people. Absolutely, yeah. I figure he'll probably know about it. Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then try to make that happen. Because okay. as you know, that's how you wound up here. Yep. Yep. All right. Any final thoughts? No, just thank you for having me on. It's been a great experience. Wait. Jared has a thought. Yeah. We've gone through this whole entire episode, and I've been waiting to like mention this because nobody else was gonna. You have two brothers, last name Isley. Not gonna mention the Isley brothers here. Not gonna make a joke or something. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear that a lot? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We do. They're they're my brothers-in-law. Yeah, but yeah. So I, yeah, we yeah we do get jokes. Are you related? Because yeah, there's. There's three of them that are older, and then there's a younger one. John Isley. You might have known John Isley. I don't um, remember any other he, Isleys. I yeah. remember when I first met you, I'm like, I bet she's related to Joey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But we call Chris and his brother Joe and David Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl because, yeah, so. Shoot, if I ever meet him, I'll be calling both of them together, the Isley brothers. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't be walking around town without wanting to be called that i mean that's just me maybe we could get them all in the studio and then people would be really together. disappointed he's the <laughs> brothers them, not the ones you have thought them both on the studio and in the episode title is d isley brothers yeah. but now what you think now what you think <laughs> uh well thank you so much for doing it it's been a long thank time you. coming and uh and thanks for being a fan of the show because you I were one of the first it. people that reached out when the show launched to say it was cool and i've always remembered that it's so, very thank cool. you thank you mike thank you jared We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer and host. Chris Duffus is executive producer. This episode was engineered by Jared the Intern Gonzalez. And our theme song was made by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's Parting Tune, we're going back one year to episode 127 with musician and audio engineer Cody Smith. His first song brought him back to his first concert experience. For his eighth birthday, his parents took him to see Kenny Chesney at a big venue up in Orlando, and they wound up getting better seats because of his lack of young girls at a country music concert energy. So going in and cheap seats, but right in front of us is just a line of like stereotypical girls you would see in a country video with all short shorts, cowboy hats, and signs. And they just start screaming. And being eight years old, it's just like, 
No, thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't want to listen to this. I'm here to listen to music. And I was so miserable that when the cameras were getting shots and stuff, yeah, Kenny, Kenny, and then just miserable eight-year-old, they actually upgraded our seats <laughs> to get us out of that frame so that they could keep going back to it. So you screwed up their shot. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you got better seats from, from yeah. being miserable. Yeah. Okay. It that seems to be how things work out in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like your magic sauce right there. Keep listening. Three, two, one, it's jam. Next time on Three Song Stories. Probably 100 pounds of strawberries later. <laughs> you know, my yeah. parents, they still say they would wake up at like 3 a.m. to the smell of just burning strawberries.